going on, guys? Anthony here. I want to read a small passage for me, but before I do, um, I want to give you guys a little bit of the context and the background. So from where I sit, a lot of managers overreact. They overreact about a lot of things that they could probably they could probably help solve, thus the overreacting would not be necessary. They overreact because they have a lack of knowledge when it comes to the psychology of a human, the emotions of a human. They have a lack of self-awareness within themselves. You know, a, a lot of people don't understand that if you're a human, that means you have emotional responses to unpack yourself. Thus, you will be fully equipped to do the same for others. And I don't think enough human beings and I don't think enough leaders are understanding that small nuance, right? Now, I'm not saying that a lot of leaders should dive deep into Tony Robbins or dive deep into um, who else does a really good job of personal development, Brian Tracy, or dive deep into all the other personal development experts and leaders out there. I'm not saying you have to dive deep into that world or dive deep into religion. But what I am saying is you should spend 15 hours, 20 hours, 30 hours understanding a little bit about neuroscience. Understanding a little bit about reward, reward responses, threat responses, understanding a little bit about psychology, emotions of a human, taking a moment to analyze your own personal emotions, your own personal perspectives, your own personal psychology, your own personal emotional reactions, responses, and try to, I guess, understand that data and use it as a toolkit to help employees moving forward. So I'm going to read something to you guys that I think is super interesting that will back up the context that I just gave. A great manager will realize, for example, that anxiety about a meeting or a deadline can be mitigated by building structure to help a team get work done on time. Or that a tough design review means that next time more prototypes might be necessary. Tapping into your emotional toolkit will help you arm others for emotional demands of the office. So that was a small little passage out of an amazing article and what they were really talking about throughout the entire article and, and, and specifically that small passage was this. There is no need to overreact, fire, discipline, look down upon, scrutinize any employee that does not live up to the bill, right? Any employee that does not act the way that you would act. If you have not done your job as a leader to mitigate all risk. And so let's let's look into this passage here. If there's a deadline that you can tell your employees have extreme anxiety around, that means you need to build more structures. That means as a leader, you need to understand the strengths and the weaknesses of e each and every person on that team and build more structures around their strengths and weaknesses. Build more structure around the clarity of the project. Build more structures and reality and practicality around the deadline. Understand the context of everyone's life outside of work. Respect the context of where we are in the life cycle of the business, whether it's the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, deadlines are moving, things are happening. Like Respect all of those nuances when you're designing a deadline, when you're implementing a deadline. Look into your own self and try to figure out why there maybe is a deadline in place. Is it objective? Is it subjective? Leaders need to do all of that hard work, which takes a matter of a few hours before they start scrutinizing and disciplining and looking down upon an employee. Now let's look into the other part of here. It says, let's say there was a, a, a design review that 
you know, each and every person in the, in the, in the business maybe is not doing well at, like maybe you decided to do a review of that, of that design and things do not go well. Well, maybe it's on you as a leader to make sure that there are more prototypes, AKA more test runs conducted before they do the final design. That means, again, you need to understand the strengths and weaknesses. Maybe you know that Sally, Andrew, Derek, Laura, maybe each one of your employees there, maybe they need to have a little bit more, again, of a test run. Maybe they need to go through prototypes. Maybe they need to understand every little piece of the puzzle. Maybe they need, they need to work out the creative juices before the final design needs to be uh, submitted. I mean, these are things that a great leader will be thoughtful about, yet I personally feel and I personally have experienced that many leaders do not. And so I just want to make this tip not to preach from my high horse, because as you guys know, I'm still growing and still developing in this process. But something that I do understand and something that I do believe is not every single employee is the same. We should never look down upon an employee immediately for a first, second, third or fourth offense. If we have not done our part to make sure that we have designed systems, designed best practices and, de and designed an environment to make them successful. I feel like that's our job as a parent. I feel like that's our job as a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a husband, a wife. I feel like that's our job as a friend. And I definitely think that's our job as a leader. It is our job to prepare our employees for battle, right? If you wanna get a little bit excited about it, like it's our job to prepare our employees to be the best that they can possibly be, to deliver the best service, the best product, the best innovation, the best designs, be, you know, be prepared for the meetings, whatever the case is gonna be. And it's our job to reverse engineer each and every employee's psychology, emotions, triggers, habits, patterns, and figure out ways to apply this data to make sure that they are prepared and they feel comfortable to deliver the best possibilities that they can possibly deliver, right? Um, that they can bring forth the best value that they possibly can that can imagine, right? So. I'm getting to the point where I'm, caught, I'm starting to ramble, so I'll probably uh, I'll probably wrap this up here. I, I do have one last message though, and the message is this: I always say this. If a lot of this seems like airy fairy and loofy loofy and 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 kind of like emotional and something that you're not a big fan of from from that perspective, let's look at the raw data. Let's look at the raw black and white. Let's look at pure business. At a pure business level, at a raw data level. This is the right way to go. You will have more innovation. You have you will have more productivity. You will have more pure business success, right? And so if for no other reason, that should be the reason why you put things in place. That should be the reason why you dive into psychology. You dive into emotional triggers. You dive into the variables. That should be the reason why. If nothing else is the reason, that should definitely be the reason why you do so. And I need leaders to understand that. So... Hopefully I was able to bring some value. Hopefully you guys are able to learn and um, I want you guys to have an amazing day. Thanks a lot.